Welcome to this episode of Real Christianity. My name is Dale Partridge. We are also having the luxury of my good friend, Trevor. He's going to be here for the, probably the final of the four episodes on Christ and chronic illness. Yep. Maybe you'll be on other shows in the future. We don't know yet. Lord willing. But we are in a series, a four-part series on finding Christ in chronic illness, sharing a little bit of my story about what it's like to be chronically ill. And I have been suffering from mold toxicity. My wife was bit by a spider or something and had a full-blown bullseye rash on her leg. Two weeks later, was bedridden with Lyme disease. Uh, That, as we know, um, is sexually transmitted. That is likely passed off to me. I have another uh, diagnosis of what's called Babesia, which is a blood infection. Uh, It's not contagious in the sense that, um, you know... I'm going to pass it off to anybody, but it's it's a uh, it's one of the co-infections uh, of Lyme disease. Uh, the other one is Bartonella. Um, there's a couple others that are pretty common, but that's the struggle that I've been having since 2019 or so. And we've been sharing my story. Also, Trevor, yep. you want to share a little bit, just a background on your story if people are joining for the first time? So yeah, I've struggled with uh, celiac and Crohn's for the past 10 years. I'd say for the last two to three years, it's it's been mostly uh, not disruptive. Yeah. Um, there's still issues. I still have to avoid, uh, you know, gluten for the most part. Um, but really, like generally my, my health is is back to where uh, I want it to be, praise God. Uh, but I've been also been dealing with with migraine headaches uh, since I was about 15 or 16. So that's been a little over 20 years now for me. So, Which has gotten dramatically better even since the last year and a half that I've known you. Yes. Yeah. Since we moved from Cottonwood to Prescott, yep. it's drastically better. I think there's like air quality uh, factors. Quality plays a factor in it. Also, the fact that elevation is is like about two thousand feet higher, so it, it, there's a handful of things yep. that have have really uh, turned the tide for me. Yep. So it's been good. So we've been having conversations. I think episode number one. I'm scrolling back in my notes here. Uh, was just my story, sharing some of those basics about my story, a little bit about your story, right. finding Christ chronic illness, suffering with Christ. We talked about suffering, what that looked like. Uh, we also talked about in episode number three, which is the last episode, uh, a biblical lifestyle for healing. Some of the, just the practical realities that are required by our God-given uh, you know, biology and the principles that we see in scripture for yep. healing. Today, we are going to be talking about the Christian and the pharmaceutical industry or prescription drugs and how we should be thinking maybe a theology of medicine. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we spent a whole ton of time prepping for this episode. What I am going to say is that we've had lots of conversations we, we've about spent this. The, yeah. We've spent the last uh, year and a half where, where this has been a regular conversation, conversation. for us. Yeah. So. so I'm going to start off and just interject at any given point. Um, I'm going to start with just saying that we know that Christ is for healing because we see essentially that, uh, you know, Jesus comes, he, he does heal people. We, we see that healing, not that Jesus promises healing to everybody who is sick, but Jesus is a essentially an emblem of the reversal of the fall. And we know that with fallen bodies, we essentially have sickness, death, disease is a part of the fall, uh, fall of creation, the fall of man. And Jesus is coming to represent that he is a fall reversal figure in the sense that he is the one who will reverse the fall eventually. Uh, eventually, when Christ returns and restores everything, uh, there will be no more disease. There will be ultimate healing provided to every human being that is uh, that trusts in Christ. Amen. And so, um, what I say all that is that healing is is a good thing. Um, we have a, a biblical and theological case for seeking healing. Yep. Um, and there's also some evidence in scripture 
that talks about seeking different modalities of healing using different things from alcohol. Uh, you know, Timothy's reference to stomach hurting. There's also the Proverbs that says giving a dying man alcohol. Um, there's, uh, you know, reference that Luke is a doctor. Um, we understand that he probably leveraged whatever was available for him in that day to uh, essentially use those herbs and resources and medicines that he had available to him. Right. Um, and so I think just the, the biblical theological landscape is that healing is good. It's to be sought after. Life is to be preserved. Um, I would say, you know, in the sixth commandment of, of do not murder. There's also another side of that is like preserve life. Yeah. And so there's an implied principle there. And so I think it's good for us to um, fight and work for healing. Now, um, when we think about the medical system today, we certainly have significant problems. There, there's, I would say uh, there is an institutional distrust that is growing right in the medical industry from the traditional medical industry that's maybe more popular in the midwest and the northeast yeah uh, there is far more skepticism of the medical system in the west coast states we have way more organic food stores way more supplementation way more naturopathic doctors uh way more homeopathic remedies and uh, you you kind of in the Midwest just don't question, you know, big pharma, big medical, get your vaccines, you know, take the drug, you know, swallow the pill, do the thing. Well, I think there's there's been a lot of distrust sowed in the past couple of years. I think we all know what I'm referring to. Yeah, that which we are not looking to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's true. I think the Lord has used things like that, not just in our recent past, but yeah. in, in, you know, like a hundred years ago, there, there are things that have occurred within uh, our, our, like the medical system and the pharmaceutical uh, uh, companies yep. that have, have made it easy for, for many people, I think today to see that there's, there's something more going on than, than just seeking healing for people. Well, there's been like a revelation of information uh, regarding the safety and efficacy of vaccines and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah, we saw, you know, big pharma walk out with, you know, a billion dollars in their pockets uh, through the COVID nightmare. But beyond that, there's also, you know, more and more cases that are happening to correlate, you know, autism with vaccines. There's some studies that say that there is no correlation. Uh, but we know that there's heavy metal poisoning that is happening from vaccinations as little kids. I mean, I, I don't remember the graphic, but you probably have all seen it on social media where there's, it shows like, uh, you know, a, a baby in 1980 received, you know, three vaccinations for X, Y, and Z. And today, you know, you're receiving like maybe over a hundred vaccines right. and they're, they're all mixed together. Yeah. So there's, it was under Ronald Reagan's administration, which is shocking because I think that he was just naive that they were essentially making it illegal to sue pharmaceutical companies for uh, vaccination injuries because they would, so they would blend like three vaccines into one. So you, you wouldn't really have any way to, to know which one caused the injury. Right. Um, we lived across the street from some friends who had, who, who's actually in the medical system mm -hmm. as a uh, nurse practitioner. His kids were vaccine injured and he went into the naturopathic space and spent many years now studying more of a natural approach to, to medicine. And so we, yeah, so essentially we, we have a corrupt and liberal medical system. So it's not just that they're, they're corrupt in the fact that they are choosing to put profit over people's healing. Um, but there's also a, a liberal mentality, which we, we were just driving down here listening to Matt Walsh talk about the, uh, you know, the transgender Agenda. Yeah. What, what was it like the sex changing clinics? Yeah. It just the, the gender affirming care. Yes. That, uh, that many, uh, hospitals are, uh, providing for people, which is, is I think we all know not 
any sort of care whatsoever. Yeah. So the, there was, he, he made a point that there was like th- over 300, like 10 years ago, there was like three clinics in America that did this crazy stuff. And now, now there's 300 clinics. Um, and that episode we listened to was from 2022. I mean, who knows how many there are now? Yeah. So again, we, we have a corrupt medical system. We also have a pharmaceutical industry. I, I, I always think the pharmaceutical industry is like the subscription service of the medical industry. So they, they want you to get on their drug right. and keep buying it. Right. And I'll be honest, like, I'm not saying that if you take pharmaceuticals that you're, you know, sinful or something. I'm stuck right now on Claritin. Okay. So uh, I hate it. Um, but I, I have a reaction what's called mast cell activation syndrome. And it's basically uh, a histamine issue that's caused by multoxicity and some of the other uh, infections that came from the Lyme disease. Right. And I found that Claritin helped me overcome some of those things pretty easily. But yeah, I've been on it for you know a year and a half. Well, and I, I could have very likely been stuck on... Uh, you know, a, a drug that is essentially an, an immune suppressant that is like, it's almost like a drip. It's like what you would use for like a, like every six to eight week uh, treatment. But these, these drugs, thank the Lord, I did not go down that route because it, it's, it's, it's in line with what we're talking about. Like if you take them you, you likely can't get off because if you need to get back on them, then there could be adverse side effects from having tried to get off to then needing to get back on. And so, you know, I, I very likely could have gone down that route myself. Now, yep. thank, thank God we, uh, we were skeptical about things just from the, the experiences that we had with uh, GI doctors, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and, and, did not go down that path. And and I feel like the, you know, the Lord has certainly blessed us in that, uh, in that regard. Well, you guys, you found healing without using traditional pharmaceuticals. Correct. Yep. And you were like close to your deathbed. And that's like something that, you know, I think is really important to recognize because what a lot of people do, and and this is what the pharmaceutical industry expects. They expect you to say, well, I don't want to change my diet. I don't want to change my lifestyle. I'm going to continue to live as I am. Right. And they go, well, if you want to just continue living as you are, you can take this medicine and allow you to keep living that way. But what you're saying is I actually was willing to change my life. We had to change everything. 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 And, And I think that's the, the pharmaceutical industry essentially pushes this idea that, that their medicines can actually heal your body better than your body can heal your body. Exactly. And we bite because we like the speed. Yep. We like the idea that I can accomplish quote symptomatic relief. Yeah. Quickly with this drug. Well, it's it's not like that's the thing that a lot of pharmaceuticals do is it it, it masks the symptoms, it masks the pain and in actuality, the pain is there to to tell you it's your body's way of saying something's not right. We need to address whatever this is. And so there's there's real value in that pain. And I think there's like the obvious like biblical correlations with understanding pain in that way. Yeah. Is that we don't we don't want to just put a band-aid over the pain. And again, that's not that's not what everybody is doing. I'm just saying for me, that is essentially what I would have been doing is putting a bandaid over what was essentially saying, Hey, you need to pay attention. And so I I would say that for the most part, we need to focus on what is this pain trying to tell me and how do I need to change in order to, uh, to relieve my body of of the issues that is it's experiencing. Yeah, and I think this comes down to testing. Yeah. Uh, again, there's some great things in the medical industry. Yeah. Blessings of the Lord. There's also an overextension of power and inventive um, scheming. Yeah. That has lost the trust. We become essentially like, you know, a generation of lab rats. Uh, we are experiencing, uh, again, more distrust with the industry. There, there are so many 
drugs. It's just, it's, here's a pill, here's a pill, here's a pill, here's a pill. And that is what we grew up on. I mean, we had now a whole industry that essentially manufactured diagnosis after diagnosis, things that have never been diagnosed before. They're, they're literally manufacturing new names of diseases yeah. or things like ADHD or gender dysphoria disorder or fibromyalgia. Like right. th- they're, they're essentially labeling and categorizing people's you know, symptom sets that maybe aren't actually diagnosed with a measurable reality. It's like right. ADHD. My, my son is... He's hyperactive. Hyperactive. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't measure that. That's like a subjective stance. Well, in a lot of cases, it's it's boys being boys. Yes. I, I was diagnosed with uh, ADD, which is, I, I think, the uh, the less hyperactive uh, version of ADHD. Yeah. Uh, and was, was put on Ritalin. Um, and I, I think we all know where Ritalin is at this point. Yeah. It was, it was either banned or uh, renamed yeah. to, to not hold the same stigma that it, it carried. I was, you know, there, there was also, I don't, I wish I looked up the study before, but there was a study recently that revealed like the whole term of chemical imbalance right. was a complete sham. Yeah. There is no evidence of quote, a chemical imbalance in our bodies or brains. Right. And, and so, uh, they had a whole generation of people. I remember when I was, I don't know, 20 or something like that. And I was struggling with, you know, anxiety and didn't know the Lord. And, you know, I came to Christ that, that year, at least, or I came to the church that year and then was in the church and then, you know, came to Christ many years later, but I, I had no grounding or footing whatsoever. And I was struggling with anxiety. And, um, I remember the doctor wanted to put me on a drug called Paxil. Mm. And, um, I took it one day and I woke up the next day and felt like an absolute zombie and I never took it again. Right. And that, uh, industry was trying to produce all of these, these diagnoses of things that we have never labeled before. Yeah. And instead of, again, healing the problem, instead of working patiently towards true healing, with the person's body and the eating and the exercise and the counseling that might be required. Yeah, and, and really pointing them to their need for Christ. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, we, we're, we're not getting that. So we, we have a medical industry essentially right now that has proven that they do not actually care if you are healed. Right. There's no profit in healthy people, um, which is shocking to me, honestly, because... Uh, I, I think that like the medical industry currently right now is really good for heart attack, acute issues. Like right. you broke your leg, you need stitches. It's really terrible for people that are chronically ill. Yep. They're, you know, I remember when my wife got bit by that tick or bug or whatever, it gave her Lyme disease. Uh, we went into the doctor's office and they were like, there's no such thing as Lyme disease in Oregon. Um, you know, and they gave her a two day supply of antibiotics to be cautious. Yeah. Cause we asked for that. Which are like, wait, but all the symptoms fit. So what's going on here? Yeah. So she, <laughs> she took the two day and was still just absolutely like so down within two weeks. Then she tested using, um, uh, the standard Lyme test. She came back CDC positive. I mean, CDC level positive for right. Lyme disease. And she was on antibiotics. And again, if we could do this again, we would do it differently. But she was on antibiotics for six months to alleviate that. And so this doctor, you know, didn't know what she was talking about whatsoever. She was so prideful about it too. Um, if I tell a doctor about mold toxicity, they, they don't even have a category for how to deal with that. Right. My son has PANS or PANDAS, um, which is, uh, you know, can have... Um, motor tics. So, you know, your face and eyes can, and you, you might, you know, hum things or move your fingers around a lot. Yeah, it's a neurological thing. Neurological thing. Um, even my daughter, you know, recently has been like blinking her eyes real hard and like having some of these things. And, and you, you can't even go to like a traditional medical professional and they don't, they don't even know what to do with that. Right. And so we have an industry right now that is like, I feel like is almost like 
parents that are in the middle of a divorce. You have like the conventional medicine and you have like the naturopathic medicine and you're like the child in between. And you're like, I, like, yeah, if I break my leg, I want to go over there. But like, <laughs> if, if I'm chronically ill over here and I have quote IBS, I, like you're not solving my problem. You're giving me a pill. Right. And I'm going to go over here to the naturopathic doctor who's actually providing solutions and actually cares that you heal. Right. And so I think that the naturopathic world is designed in a place where they actually do care about healing. Now, I will say- There's still an agenda. There's still an agenda. And I think that the supplement world is like a cleaner version of the corrupted pharmaceutical world. 100%. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you can peddle supplements just like you would. Now, I think they're better for you. Sure. I think they're better for you and probably safer for you. But the but the point of healing is to to get to a place where those things, whether pharmaceutical or supplemental, aren't necessary because your body is functioning the way that it's supposed to. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you have people in the 1700s who you know uh, were living into their 80s and they have never taken a supplement in yeah. their life. I mean. Um, I don't know if they, maybe they had some sort of random supplement back then, but probably not. Yeah. Um, you know, they were bloodletting with leeches and stuff. Um, so, uh, okay. I want to talk about just pharmaceuticals and supplements for a second. And some of the things that have worked for me and for you yep. that are helpful. And some of the things that I think you should stay away from. Um, there's an argument that people have said that like, oh, you know, well, if you get, you know, a drug like that, the substance of that drug is essentially found in creation. So essentially it's, it's natural. It's good because it was put together by things that are here. And I'm like, well, so is heroin. Yeah. You know, and, and so is cocaine. Right. Um, and so they're not always good for you. And I think actually, Which I was going to say those started as uh, pharmaceutical medicine. Totally. So I, I, I think that there's like a perversion element of like when you have a manufactured compound, there's something that, again, there are unique situations. Certainly. You know, morphine on, you know, when, when your leg's blown off at war. And huge say, blessing. Huge blessing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't take that morphine or, but what I'm saying, we're talking about the ideal here. How do we get to the ideal and, and sh what should we be aiming for as Christians? And I, I, I'm going to say we should be aiming for getting off pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Amen. If you can and getting off supplements, if you can Amen. and having really good food and having a really good healthy lifestyle that allows your body to thrive and a really good environment with clean air and clean water and a life that's not so incredibly stressful that it's like making itself sick. So when I say naturally occurring substances, that's kind of how I'm categorizing the things that I would lean on if you're going to have to lean on something, which I do. I lean on several things right now. Right. Um, Me too. Yeah. And so if I'm putting manufactured compounds as like pharmaceuticals, naturally occurring substances are like herbs and, you know, maybe, maybe isolated vitamins extracted from a particular food um, or, you know, probiotics or whatever that may be. Yeah. An example of that is uh, for me, I, I still deal with headaches every now and then. Thankfully, lately they haven't gotten to migraine levels, but it's, it's because over the past two or three months, I've been taking a supplement called Pain RX and it has, it has herbs, uh, leaves, roots, uh, all, all things that are, are naturally derived and aren't so chemically altered that they essentially stop being what they naturally are. Yeah. And so this, this Pain RX is actually, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory supplement. It's, it's, I think, mostly meant for like joint pain and things like that, which is also caused by inflammation. But it has, it's made such a huge difference yep. in my, uh, you know, process of dealing with headaches uh, that it, it, it has, it's brought them down to, to a level that I've, I haven't experienced in, my adult life, really. Yeah. And I think that the pharmaceuticals set unrealistic expectations for naturally occurring substances. So like you have a pharmaceutical that you're like, I took ibuprofen and in 20 minutes, I'm not going to hurt anymore. You know, and, and 
I think when you have supplements, there's a bit of a loading phase, right? And a longer, uh, a longer effect, slower, that, slower burn to get the uh, results that you need. Yeah, and so you know maybe the first time you took it, you're like, okay, I don't know, but after you start taking it over and over again, you start loading your body. Yeah, uh, there's a supplement called quercetin that I take, and it's uh, you know there's, there's quercetin in apples. Uh, it's a natural antihistamine. Yeah, and it's really good for people with. Uh, allergy related issues. It's also a great supplement for boosting your immune system. And, uh, you know, it got really popular in COVID, but I was taking it before COVID. It's, it's yellow. Um, so yellow that will like stain your clothes. Yep. And, you know, yeah, you're not going to start seeing uh, an antihistamine effect for, you know, 60 to 90 days of taking it orally. Now you can take it in a fat soluble, format where it's, it's getting into your fat cells quicker and that'll, that'll maybe speed that up. You can take it in a capsule and it'll be a little bit slower. But it, it's essentially preparing your body. Yes. It's, it's doing more than just masking the pain. It's, it's getting your body to a place where like for, for me it, with the, the pain RX supplement, like I've had less headaches. So I've had to take that less even. Yep. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's actually prepping your body to be able to handle what you weren't previously able to, to naturally handle. Yeah. And I think, guys, a lot of us that are sick, that, that you're str- struggling with a variety of things, you know, again, testing is very important. You want to get down and have, have firm answers, do blood work. Um, you Which know, we've, we've both done tons of blood work yeah, in the past. It, it's really good because it gives you optics on what your, your issue is particularly... Uh, that you're fighting. Yep. So for me, I, I think that my main issue uh, from my test results is you know, the mold made me really sick because I was weakened by the blood infection, Babesia. Um, and I, I've also came up positive for Bartonella, which is a form of catch scratch fever. Um, my Lyme actually isn't really on... It's not, I'm, I don't have the titers is what they're called that's demonstrating that I have a Lyme infection. It's really... I'm struggling with... I've been scratched by cats and like, you know, random cats so many times in my life. Um, and so it makes sense to have the Bartonella. And then um, again, when your immune system's healthy enough, you don't have to worry about that because essentially your body can fight your immune system strong enough, but you start to get enough of these microbes into your body and it suppresses your immune system and it can't fight off, uh, you know, the, the typical mold or the typical virus, or the typical microbe. Um, yeah, and, you're, you're weakened over here and it just causes a, a chain reaction uh, for all of these other uh, issues. Yeah. So you you want to strengthen your immune system, supplement your immune system and your body. And I'm going to say your organ system. So like for me, I, I've spent the last year focusing heavily on my liver and kidneys. Uh, I take uh, a, a kidney tincture that um, I get from Mary's... Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Mary Ruth's. Mary Ruth's. Yeah. It's got like a kidney and bladder thing. And I've had significant kidney pain and, and healing <laughs> over that um, and kidney stones and some of the other things. Um, there's other things that you can take for your liver. Dandelion tea um, is a good one as well. And which there's, I, I noticed that, you know, in, in Texas, when, I, when we lived there, um, dandelions are considered a weed. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting to see the way that like things like, like dandelion and other uh, like natural growing like flowers have been deemed like bad in yeah, a yeah. sense. Like there's almost just a stigma of like, oh, you don't want, you don't want dandelions in your, in your yard. Green grass. When yeah. they're actually like, you could go out and pick those and have a natural defense from them when you, when you make them like in tea or something like that. So it's, it's just an interesting correlation there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to talk about like one particular supplement that I think is, you know, I've done a lot of research on. Um, and there's a handful of like natural antibiotics. So if you're, if you're chronically ill, it's likely that you're, you, you, you might have one or two things, but you certainly have some sort of microbes or viruses or bacteria that are, they're overwhelming your body. Yep. And there's a, there's a handful of natural antibiotics that are proven to be honestly, just as strong as pharmaceutical antibiotics, but you're, you can be on them far longer, if not indefinitely, without causing significant damage to your body like an antibiotic. So an antibiotic is essentially like a bomb 
it blows up everything. The good bacteria, the bad bacteria. Right. Um, if you can avoid that, you you want to. Um, there are moments where you need to take an antibiotic to save your life, and you you do that. Um, but there are there are a few natural antibiotics I want to talk about. One of them that I've been taking for a long time is garlic allicin, and so allicin is essentially the the strong antimicrobial element of garlic. Yeah. Um, and you can buy garlic allicin pills, which have extracted that allicin. And I mean, it is a very strong natural antibiotic. In fact, if you take it and you're, you're, you're riddled with bacteria and viruses, you might actually have a, what's called a Herxheimer reaction, which is where you essentially have die off of that disease or microbe in your body that circulates in your blood system as it your body detoxes it. And what happens is if you, if you're detoxing, uh, if you're killing faster than your body's able to detox the dead pathogen, right? you'll feel sick. Your liver will hurt. Your kidneys will hurt. You'll feel like you have the flu. Um, and a lot of people stop taking it because of that. I just say slow down. So I'm a micro doser. Um, I micro dose everything. I just told you on the car, like my dose is, uh, structure for my current stuff that I'm taking. Yep. So I'm taking another one. So, so garlic allicin is one of them. The other one is a an herb that you find in West Africa, uh, mostly in Ghana. It's called cryptolepsis. And it's a plant. Um, it's a root. And it is, I mean, I'm talking like John Hopkins level research on its efficacy towards malaria. It is just as effective as like chloroquine, which is like a antibiotic yep. that will you'll be given if you have malaria. Um, Babesia, the stuff that I'm, the infection I'm struggling with is, a, is like a, a low chronic form of malaria. So it's, that's really why I, I chose that. And lots of practitioners have used cryptolepsis. And have you, you you've seen good results? Uh, I have. So I've, I've seen good results. I've taken it in the past. I've taken it, I'm taking it again. Um, and I, I, I started feeling better and I stopped taking it, which I should have just stayed on it. Um, but it's very strong. And again, you know, you got to do your own research and you know, talk to your own health providers yep. about all this stuff that on how you're going to decide your own plan, but do some research. But cryptolepsis, um, the way I'm, I'm dosing it right now is I have like a water bottle with 32 ounces of water in it and I put one drop in it and I'm taking um, one tenth of that water bottle a day. Right. Um, next week I'll do you know, two tenths. And then the next day or the next week I'll do, you know, maybe half of that water bottle in a day. And I'll work my way up to say four or five drops. Um, now, if you're not riddled with infections, you could probably take more and have no reaction. Like my wife can probably pop three or four drops and she's fine. Right. Like if I took a whole drop, I'd have so much die off detoxing that I'd be laid out and you don't want to push your limits so hard when you're trying to heal. Just be patient and go, okay, if I just stay consistent, yep. six months from today, I'll be taking a full strong dose of this stuff and make progress. Which to us in our day and age sounds like, sounds like a long time. Yeah. But six months, like that, if you can see progress within six months and keep that, that train going where you continue to see progress. There's going to be setbacks yep. because there's, there's always factors that we can't necessarily see. Yep. But if you can get to that point where you're like, I'm seeing progress, keep going. Cause I mean, me having dealt with the Crohn's and the celiac disease for, for 10 years now, like I can tell you it is a, it's, it's, we're, we're taking the, the long route <laughs> to healing but healing is is at the end. You of actually it. have real healing. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple other herbs to check out, and these are like, you know, these are like the herbs you're probably going to find at Whole Foods. Actually, I'm going to say you're not going to find them at Whole Foods. Um, Woodland Essence is the company that I buy my herbs from. It's probably, in my opinion, the best place that you can buy herbs are the most pure form. Yeah. Um, Nutramedics is another one that provides really solid potent, uh, pure forms of herbs. Yeah. Um, and so, and m my wife and I, we've, we've taken, um, essential oils, uh, young living. I yeah. think there's also another brand called Do doTERRA. Yeah. 
we're not like sponsored or supporting any one of these in particular. Um, But yeah, for me, it it was oregano oil. Yeah. Yeah. That really helped kill the the bad bacteria that I had. The reason that I was diagnosed with both celiac and Crohn's is because of this bad bacteria and the, uh, uh, the, the naturopathic uh, doctor that I was seeing suggested oregano oil. Yep. Uh, and I, I used it topically for probably about a year and a half to two years. It smelled like a uh, Italian restaurant yeah. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but it it killed the bacteria and I, I haven't had an issue with it since. And that was, I think, maybe, I don't know, five or six years ago. Well, oregano is on my list of powerful antibiotic right. features. That would be one of the... Uh, the herbs that would, would essentially like push you over the, the yeah, edge. You got to be careful with yeah. oregano. Um, oregano, we used to have our chickens and we'd put a couple drops of oregano oil in their water to keep them basically when you, have, you buy your chicken and they're like, no antibiotics. And I'm like, yeah, like don't give your kid, like people actually give their chickens antibiotics. Yeah. And I go, well, I still want to keep my chickens healthy. So I'm just giving them oregano. And that was a fantastic solution. Um, so oregano, garlic allicin, Creptolepsis, uh, two more that are really powerful. Kind of, they have like a broad spectrum of antimicrobial effects. Is um, cat's claw, which is another root plant and is sold uh, under the brand name Cemento by Nutramedics. Um, really good for Lyme disease um, and a very helpful. Uh, it it actually solved my gastritis years ago that was caused by Bartonella. Um, another one uh, that I've used in the past uh, that is important is Japanese knotweed. Um, so th- these are like killers. These are like, I think we live in a time, we're also like the only country that doesn't um, deworm our population. Right. And so, you know, we have parasites in us at various degrees. I mean, I have friends that are, I just talked to someone, I don't know who it was, but, oh, it was, it was our friend, the doctor. Yeah. Um, that they were, one of his patients were doing a parasite cleanse because they spent several years overseas and they had like a nine inch worm come out recently and, and they've already been parasite cleansing for some time, like maybe a year. So what I'm saying is that there, there are, Parasites, uh, you know, especially if you eat organic. Right. Um, so you're, you're eating, like if you look at broccoli, like I get broccoli, organic broccoli. And, and if you like peel the broccoli back. Oh, I know. Oh man, there's bugs in there. Yeah. So you're eating dead bugs. We've essentially submerged all of our vegetables in like water and, and I think vinegar yeah. uh, to, to basically kill all of the little bugs as much as we could. Yeah. And then just, you know, cook it hot, cook it real hot, <laughs> say a prayer to the Lord, yeah. asking him to bless it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting how much of that we don't like that used to be common knowledge that like yeah. there, there are going to be bugs on here. You need to take care of it. Wash your vegetables. Wash your vegetables. Like now we, we just do like a quick rinse and, and go because everything's been sprayed with something. And everything's fast paced. We're just like, I don't have time. Yeah. So uh, those are the uh, a few things uh, for inflammation. Um, there's a couple things. The Panorex, uh, one of a, another one is curcumin, which is the all the you know all the fluff about turmeric. Yeah, it's because of curcumin, which is in turmeric. Yep. And so there is you can take you know, a curcumin supplement that's like a hundred times that you'd get if you would put it like on super, your food. Super concentrated. Yeah. And yeah. so that's there. Same thing with resveratrol, um, which is a compound in red wine. The highest wine that would have the most resveratrol would be uh, Pinot Noir. And that's a great, great supplement, but you can buy it in a concentrated form as well. And just a couple like, vitamins that I think we should just talk about briefly. Yeah. When you're sick, you, you can't process transdermal or transdermal vitamin D uh, 
it's so you're out in the sun. Like I'm in the sun a lot. Yeah. And I just got blood tests done and I'm low in vitamin D. And I'm like, it's because you're not absorbing. I'm not absorbing. Yeah. So the transdermal function of my skin, it, it, because I'm ill, is not, it's not, I need to supplement vitamin D right now. And I live in Arizona. Okay. And I play pickleball. You think a there's lot. plenty of sun here? Yeah. There's plenty of sun and I'm outside a lot and I'm still not getting enough vitamin D. And vitamin D is vital for just so many different functions. So, um, you know, having a supplement for that, um, I, there, there are lozenges, there are gummies, there are, you know, um, different foods that you can have that have more vitamin D, you know, even milk, you know, just organic grass fed, you know, milk. Yep. Um, and then uh, I would say, you know, potentially a probiotic because we just destroy our own guts. Um, I use Seeking Health. That brand I think is a very good and trusted um, supplement company for their probiotic line. There are also plenty of like decent, like kombucha, if you've ever heard of yep. that. that That's a good option for probiotic. Um, I think sauerkraut yep. is is good for probiotic. So there's, there's plenty of options, uh, again. That are food. Yeah. You need to do your research, do your due diligence. Yep. Um, but there, there are plenty of options for you out there. And again, you know, same with, you know, same with Omega, same with uh, those things. Now, you know, it's funny. Like I look at Michaela Peterson, who Jordan Peterson's daughter, she only eats meat. Um, and she's still doing that. Yeah. Years, okay. years in, she's pretty sick, but she, she's also like, she only eats meat. I mean, like she only eats meat yeah. and salt. And so w- when you think about that for a second, I mean, it's pretty incredible because, you know, one, I will say steak is like a multivitamin. It is. Okay. So steak is really good for you, but she's certainly not getting enough vitamin C. And you're like, hmm, how does that function? And I, I did some research on that. You know, when your body's processing meat like that and you, your body doesn't demand as much vitamin C. And, right. And so what I'm saying is that this is like, you, you got a supplement that's going to fit your world. Um, and it's not like, again, I feel like they've told us like the food pyramid and like all these percentages that we need. So like, I don't think we're even using the food pyramid anymore. I know, right? Like it should actually, I think it should have always been like flipped upside down <laughs> or something, but yeah. Um, and, and so the other things that I would say is magnesium. There's always a, a massive shortage on people that are sick of magnesium. That's, that's been one of my bigger issues is that I like, like you were saying earlier, my, my body's not, really fully capable of absorbing magnesium. So even if I were to take like a high dosage of it, like my, my body can only process so much. And so I'm deficient in that and I'm still working to, uh, to, to strengthen my body so that I can absorb the proper amount. And there's even, you can, you can take magnesium supplement. You can also take, uh, a seeking health has a good magnesium supplement. You can also take, um, like get a magnesium infusion, like through an IV, which, which again, I've done before. Yeah. And we've had other friends that have done it like, man, if it, and that lasts a long time. Again, this is, you know, a little bit outside of my naturally occurring substance category. Right. But um, I would also say trace minerals. I think our water is often stripped of minerals or we're having toxic water that's like, don't drink tap water. People, if you're a tap water drinker, oof. well water's fine. Um, depending where you live, don't drink well water straight if you live in Arizona because yeah. we have like the highest levels of arsenic in our water. So you need to have a, a filtration system here. Um, but I use trace minerals. Uh, it's I use the Endure because I play a lot of pickleball. So I sweat. So I sweat out a lot of minerals. Yeah, right. And I put those minerals in my water every day. Um, again, that, that seems to have helped me as an athlete um, to, to do those things. Celtic sea salt, that also has good naturally occurring minerals. I think it has magnesium in it even. So. It does. And it's way better than Redmond sea salt. Yeah. Um, and it is, I think, sold out in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. So, I think there's someone that revealed that Redmond sea salt had like something wrong with it. And then... Everybody just switched. Switched over and then <laughs> took it all out. Yeah. And yeah. so I just have that on steak all the time. It's so good for you. Um, so I, I think just those are some of the the hot tips. Um there's another thing that I wanted, another, um, I forgot the name of the, the, it's a, it's a honey bee supplement. It's the, it's what makes the, uh, the hive is made out of, out of it. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about, a, remember what's her name? 
her son had it on there from our church. Um, Man, I know what you're talking about. It's the like real tar, like sticky stuff. Yeah. Anyways, there's a company uh, that makes the uh, like suckers. They're like honey suckers with vitamin D and zinc in them. Yeah. And um, it's like bees something. Just look it up. It's not Burt's Bees. And I buy them at Whole Foods. And I, I suck on one of those a day because it's like a great thing for me. Like, oh, it's kind of like a hard candy. Yeah. It's also honey. I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it too because I was taking that like... Oh yeah. You like took it for a while. months ago. I was yeah. taking it for, yeah, for a little while. Yeah. And uh, don't know why I can't think of it. So pick and choose your things that you're going to do. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like we are sharing our experiences with the supplements and the the vitamins and, and minerals and things that we have have used and, and seen progress from, uh, again, we're not medical professionals. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just clear that up. Yeah. But we have been through the ringer when it comes to illness and have seen, uh, and have been advised by, uh, you know, holistic, uh, medical doctors, naturopaths, things like that, yep. um, that have helped us get to where we are now. And what we're talking about is, is real healing multi-year long healing. Like I am better than I was, you know, six months ago. I am better than I was six months before that. Yep. Like there, you, you got to look at it in six month chunks and recognize that if you're chronically ill, it might take you 10 years to heal. Yeah. And, and that's okay. I, I like that assessment. You, you look at it at six month increments yep. and then you reassess. Yes. What do I need to continue to do? What can I, you know, you know, pull away from and, and, and switch. And one thing I've made a mistake on is that like I've pulled out a supplement cause I'm feeling better. Right. Thinking and you don't need it. Thinking you don't need it. And one friend of mine, who's also a doctor <laughs> said, if you're going to pull something out, try to replace it with something else. Yep. And it doesn't have to be a supplement. Just maybe it's you pull out quercetin and replace it with the sauna, you know, whatever, you know, you pull out, something else, but now you're, you're at the gym four days a week. Right. Or you pull out vitamin D cause you feel like you're absorbing it now. And you know, you're going to replace it with, you know, a vitamin C supplement. I don't know. Um, or an omega or, or whatever. And so, um, just be careful that you, you, you know, you feel good and then you, you change it up and you're like, I've done that. I felt great change it up, it felt worse. And I'm like, oh, I got to get back to right. where I was. Yeah. And, um, and journal, take notes about what's working and how you feel. And I was going to say, I, like we've talked about this before, but I've, I've done something called muscle testing, which like before I, I, you know, my wife and I started doing these, these muscle tests, I would have told you like, you're crazy to think that that actually works to, to help you figure out what you might need to take, what you might not need to take. And I'm, I have seen that it, it has helped me pull out things that I needed to pull out and uh, incorporate things that I needed to incorporate. So do some research on what muscle testing is. Um, we could probably do a whole episode on a topic like that, but um, that's, that's been a, a big help to, uh, for me to, to help assess like what I, might, what my body would respond to positively versus like negatively. Yeah. Amen. So we'll close with that and that God is all about healing and ultimately our bodies will be healed in the resurrection of our bodies. Um, and, and he has designed us to thrive. He's designed us to thrive and it's, there's nothing wrong with praying for healing. It's nothing wrong with getting anointed by the elders of your church with oil. Um, but also trusting too that if healing doesn't come when we, when we want it to or how we want it to, that we can still trust in God uh, and, and his sovereignty over all things. Yeah. It's not that you don't have enough faith. Yeah. It, we're not finding comfort in our circumstance. No. We're finding comfort in Christ, who God is and what he's done for us in Christ. And Sometimes the prayer is, Lord, if you're not going to take this from me, give me the strength to endure it. Amen. And that is very common. And, and he answers that prayer. He does. And he accomplishes so much in healing. 
uh, and suffering. Yep. And so we just need to remember that and resting in that reality. And so I hope this series has been helpful for you. Uh, it's kind of an off-topic series for a Christian ministry to do. Right. But I, I know there's a lot of chronically ill Christian people in our society. It's a topic that I don't think is tackled all that often in the church. Uh, and and so I, I think it's a good thing for you know Christians to discuss, to wrestle with, to pray about, uh, because ultimately we want God to get the glory um, for whether we heal or whether we remain sick. When we're when we're weak, we're made strong, uh, and so we we want to make sure that that this is a topic that we can uh, we can talk about openly and freely and comfortably and knowing that it's going to look different for everybody and uh, God will still be glorified uh, regardless. Amen. Amen. Well, hopefully this episode series was helpful for you guys. If you haven't left a review for Real Christianity, we'd appreciate that. You don't even have to write a review. You can just tap the stars in your podcast app. If you do write a review, I will read it. And you can leave a review on Spotify. You can leave one on Apple. You can leave one on Google Play. But they are very helpful for us in getting this show out to more people. Uh, excited about the upcoming uh, conversations that we'll be having on the podcast. Uh, I still haven't decided what specific topic, but I have lots of really powerful shows that I think are going to be helpful as we jump out of the health space and into back into theology and doctrine and Bible and lifestyle and Christian life and all that. So um, thanks for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. I'm Dale Partridge, Trevor West. We'll see you guys next time. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Also, would you consider leaving a review? You don't need to write anything. Just tap the stars in your podcast app. But if you would write a review, we will read it. Real Christianity is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, and of course, at relearn.org. You can also follow along on social media. Just search for relearn.org or Dale Partridge on just about every social media platform. Lastly, if you feel led to support our ministry financially as we fight to bring the church back to the Bible, you can always do that at relearn.org forward slash donate.